and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite podcasts on folklore and mythological monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can find these represented in modern day content so you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Before we start, I've got a brand new spanking microphone. How fancy of me. So you should be able to understand me and my diction better, but I doubt it because I have a horrific East Essex accent and I am very sorry. But I've got to say... I'm overwhelmed by how many people came and listened to my last episode. Absolutely blown away. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me. I cannot tell you. So today I'm going to reward all of your lovely ear holes and we're going to talk about the Jersey Devil. Is an American folklore legend that has haunted the states of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, scaring people in woodland and eating their livestock since the early 1800s. The Jersey Devil is generally described as a kangaroo or wyvern-like creature with horse or a goat-like head, bat wings, horns, small little clawy hands, hooved feet and a forked tail. It moves extremely quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. It's quite a disturbing looking creature to look at. I'll put a picture of it on the Twitter page or you can just Google it and you can see for yourselves. Another version I've seen is more of a deer appearance with a skeletal head of a deer with flesh almost dripping off of it. It has the same bat-like wings, hooved feet, but very much a horrific version of the original description with decayed flesh. Honestly, a garish sight. Speaking of sightings, there have been many claims of sightings and occurrences involving the Jersey Devil. It's been sighted mostly in the Pine Barrens area of New Jersey. Now, if you didn't know, it's a wide space of forestry that spans seven counties of New Jersey. However, it's also been seen as far up as the neighbouring state of Pennsylvania and even in Delaware and Maryland. And if you have no idea about American geography, you're going to have to talk to someone else because I also have no idea. (laughs) Numerous people back in the 1800s claimed to have shot or even fired cannibals at the creature with even Joseph Bonaparte, yes, you heard me, brother of Napoleon, seeing the Jersey Devil whilst he was hunting on his estate in 1820. Didn't seem like he did anything with that information though, it didn't go anywhere else. In 1840, it was blamed for numerous farm massacres and similar attacks were reported during 1841, some hoof prints even being discovered too during this one. In December 1925, a farmer shot an animal as it attempted to eat his chickens. He then took a picture of it, because of course you would, which can't be found now, obviously. Afterwards, he claimed that not one of his 100 people that he showed it to could identify it. This really is my favourite thing about this entire story, because it just sounds like he has really, really, really dumb (laughs) neighbours. On July 27th, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes was seen by the people of Downington in Pennsylvania and was compared to the Jersey Devil. And in 1951, a bunch of kids claimed to have seen a monster matching the Jersey Devil's description and there was a very similar looking corpse found a few years later in 57. There are a few sightings that maybe are a bit more unspecific, but these people have all said they thought it might have been the Jersey Devil that attacked them and their livestock. 
Now, for the funny part, I know this is what you've all been waiting for and what you listen to these podcasts for. So in 1909, they had literally hundreds of reports of sightings. Hundreds. And Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. But it turns out that this was actually a way of trying to get people to come to the failing museum that was attached. And they ended up falsely publishing a lot of sightings that year. They ended up getting a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. I love the idea of that so much. And honestly, where did people in Philadelphia get a kangaroo from? I think, personally, that's the most important question here. And even funnier, my wonderful audience, was that this was actually believed by the people and kept in captivity for 20 years before being admitted that it was a hoax. And the worst part, they didn't even learn their lesson because in 1960 in Camden, New Jersey, a group of merchants offered $10,000 again for the capture of the Jersey Devil. And they even offered to build him a private zoo if it was ever captured. It has not ever been captured, obviously. So where did this idea even come from, Erin, I hear you ask? Well, according to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. It's related to a woman named Jane Leeds, also known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that she had 12 children, and after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, was really annoyed and went about crying that the child would be the devil. One stormy night in 1735, she went into labour with all her family and friends around her. The child was born completely normal, but literally changed in front of their eyes to what we know now as the Jersey Devil with the hooves, the goat's head, the bat wings and the forked tail. Then it basically beat them all up and flew out of the chimney in some intense mother-son argument of the century. Why can't I have hooves, mom? You don't understand me. (laughs) That's what I imagined it was about, to be honest. In other versions, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil, which gives us a nice amalgamation of something pretty terrifying coming out of that womb. The Jersey Devil is also known as the Leeds Devil, based on his supposed heritage from the Leeds family and also potentially a southern New Jersey town called Leeds Point. This will come up later. Remember Leeds Point. Also, the actual real-life Mother Leeds was called Deborah Leeds, and we know this because her husband... Jaffet Leeds had 12 kids named in his will, which works alongside the origin of the story, and coincidentally, they also lived in Leeds Point. There's another theory that the Jersey Devil was based on a family rather than an actual born creature. In 1687, there was a politician slash writer named Daniel Leeds, who was a Quaker, and became ostracised by his congregation after he published some almanacs containing astrological symbols. The Quakers thought this was nuts, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed, and he was so annoyed at the destruction of his work, rightly so, that he continued to write even more, with the documents being even more blasphemous to the Quakers. They eventually saw him and his family as evil and monstrous. He eventually converted to Anglicanism and started writing even worse things about the Quakers, which got the attention of the royal governors due to America still being under the British rule at the time. And he became a lot more pro-monarchist, which is what the Quakers also hated. To add to this, much like the mother Leeds of the Jersey Devil myth, Daniel Leeds' wife had given birth to nine children, which is a huge amount of children even for that time. They also owned the land known as Leeds Point, which, as I said earlier, is one of the most regular places the Jersey Devil has been sighted in the Pine Barrens. 
So Daniel Leeds dies. Oh no. And once Leeds' son, Titan, I know, I know, I had a hamster called Titan once, and he was literally the devil incarnate, so I wouldn't call a child Titan, not if my life depended on it. Anyway, so Titan inherited the business, and he started to use the same content, so the same astrological kind of guessings, and the one and only founding father Ben Franklin was his political rival, and decided he did not like the Leeds family. He declared that he would use the same methods of astrology that Titan used to predict Titan's death in October of the same year. Now here's the kicker. Once that date had passed, Franklin published a paper to say that Titan had died when he had predicted, and anything that he wrote afterwards was written by a ghost. Titan didn't actually die until 16 years later, and it seems the Leeds family's reputation just never recovered after that. In addition to all this, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest in all of its almanacs. This depicted a wyvern, that mythological dragon-like legendary creature we talked about earlier, and that stands upright on two clawed feet, and we'll talk about this in another episode. It's another really cool mythological beast. This probably didn't help the family's reputation within their community, considering as well that having a crest in the first place is super aristocratic, and that it was quite a scary mythological beast, probably not the best combo to tackle rumours that you're a big scary deer creature. So it seems that Daniel Leeds is a cultist reputation for stargazing, but mostly his pro-monarchy stance in a largely anti-monarchist colonial south of New Jersey, combined with Benjamin Franklin's later continuous and I think hysterical image of Titan Leeds as a ghost, may have originated or contributed to the local folk legend of a so-called Leeds devil lurking in the Pine Barrens. After that, in the 19th century, the Leeds Devil became a popular ghost story around New Jersey, and its name eventually changed over time to the spookier Jersey Devil. However, references to the Jersey Devil do not appear in newspapers or any other printed material until the 20th century, so it was widely unknown until then outside of New Jersey, and to be honest, it's still a bit of an enigma today. Now, as a Brit, I've not grown up with any folk tales about the Jersey Devil, let alone the rest of the states, and not even from the English island of Jersey, so looking into this was my first real deep dive into the subject. However, in my younger years, I'd not heard of the Jersey Devil until I was about 17, when I played The Wolf Among Us. It's a telltale game series that had the Jersey Devil running a pawn shop, and he was terrifying, but as I said, this was also the version with the bony head with the flesh dripping off, so I'm not surprised I was scared, to be honest. He's also appeared in a couple of bits culturally. He's actually the representative of the Jersey Devils ice hockey team, who are, at least from my research, bearing in mind I know nothing about any form of sport in any kind, they're actually quite popular. They even made a toy of him for one of their kids' lines, which I think is so, so good. Getting kids into folktales and mythology is just very wholesome to me. It's been in a few investigative programmes, such as Mother Leeds' 13th Child, In Search of Monsters and Monsters and Mysteries in America, alongside a couple of TV shows and movies, such as The Barons, or Devil in the Woods in the UK, which had Stephen Moyer of True Blood fame, 13th Child, which was voted one of the worst movies of 2002, and even the 2017 Age Mutant Ninja Turtles film. That's not the one with Megan Fox. 
It's also been in an episode of X-Files, mentioned in Supernatural, and the classic 80s cartoon The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Video games-wise, back in the 90s there was a whole game dedicated to the Jersey Devil, but he more resembled kind of a bat than anything within the mythology, and as I said before, he's a really nasty character in The Wolf Among Us, which is one of my favourite games of all time. My book recommendation for this one is The Secret History of the Jersey Devil by Brian Regal and Frank J. Esposito. Brian Regal is actually the leading expert on the Jersey Devil, so he's definitely one of the best sources to read from. If you want more detail on the Leeds family and how the founding father himself could have had a hand in this nightmare of a monster, it's a really great read for anyone remotely interested in this really weird folklore tale. Another is the Fables graphic novel series. This is about fairy tale creatures that live in the grit of New York City. It's what Wolf Among Us is based on and it's a really beautifully drawn and written comic. It ran for 150 covers and it's finished now but I still highly recommend it. That is actually a pretty solid recommendation for most of my monsters to be fair. A lot of them are probably within that series. Now it's time for Do I Think He Existed? Do I think the Jersey Devil exists? I'm honestly not convinced with this one, only because it seems it all came from a really bitter feud between two communities, two religions, resulting in an almost smear campaign of the Leeds family for just posting some papers about astrology. There are a large group of people who refer to themselves as devil hunters, who are absolutely determined to prove that the creature actually exists, and there are reports of other cryptids and monsters in the same Pine Barren Woods. Apparently it's super secluded and creepy up there. I think, however, it's probably one of more an urban legend than an actual piece of folklore. I imagine the Jersey Devil is just another mythological beast that we all think might have existed, but is really just exactly as I described. A myth. Although, don't take my word for it, I've only been to Jersey once and it was nowhere near Woodland. I actually drove through it on the way to Pennsylvania, where we got a late night warning about an actual black bear, which I would consider considerably more terrifying. There is a supposed picture of the Jersey Devil, which I'll post on the Twitter page and you can judge for yourselves, but I really do think this is just one of those sightings of a malformed deer or woodland animal. But who knows? I've really enjoyed this one and I actually learned some things myself whilst researching for this podcast. I hope I've done the same for you and you're now heading out to the Pine Barrens to go hunt him down yourself. But let me know on Twitter, do you think he exists? Do you live nearby or know anyone that has any experiences or sightings? Next week we'll be looking much closer to my home very happily and learning about my absolute favourite myth monster in the world, the Kelpie from Scottish Mythology. Do you know anything about these demon horses who drag children to their watery graves? No? Why? Tune in next week and I'll tell you all about them. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. And I'd love to hear from you. The Twitter is MythMonstersPod or the Instagram is MythMonstersPodcast, or you can just send me an email, old-fashioned style, on MythMonstersPodcast at gmail.com. And share this with your mates. They might love me as much as you do. Who knows? But for now, lovelies, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. <laughs>